five, six, seven, eight. Hello, stagey friends. Hi, everybody. We are back. And by we, I mean the both of us. We're back together. Together, wherever <laughs> we go, we go. Oh, God, we're awful. <laughs> but yeah, we are back with the final Bat Out of Hell mini series episode. And we're quite sad about it, but we're super excited because this guest is just. The freaking sweetest. We had the best time talking with him. Yeah, it was an absolute treat. And you know, it really felt like we were all just sitting in a cafe in Glasgow having a coffee <laughs> and a chat, which that's the dream for a Saturday morning. Isn't uh, it? And I know that a lot of you commented on our posts and a lot of you guessed who it was. So without any further ado, we will introduce our final podcast guest in the Bat Out of Hell the Musical mini-series of interviews. So without any further ado, we are so excited to introduce Killian Thomas Lefebvre, who is playing Tink on the Bat Out of Hell tour. So we will dive right on in and get started. So we always like to start with a little bit of an introduction. Our listeners tuning in probably know who you are, but we would love for you just to introduce yourself. Uh, let us know who you play in the show. It just helps them get used to your voice. Oh, yeah, no worries. Uh, well, my, my name's Killian Thomas Lefebvre. Uh, I play Tink in Battle of Hell. Uh, I'm originally French, uh, and this is my first musical. Nice. Amazing. <laughs> what a great show go. to have for your first musical. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. Tell, tell me about it. I used to be for, like such a big fan of the show before I was cast in it so oh, wow yeah honestly it's one of those stories of like I, I literally went to see it for my birthday with my parents oh, uh, and oh. and like they took they took me for my birthday and my dance teacher just happened to be there as well and at the interval I kind of like stopped and my, my parents and the dance teacher were there and I was like guys I just I really have to be in this <laughs> this is really <laughs> the dream and here we are. So, you know. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, I love stories like that. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. Did you go see it more than once? I saw it three times. Amazing. I saw it three times. I saw, I think I saw Andrew twice and Jordan once. Um, I saw Alex twice uh, as Tink. Yeah, amazing. Uh, and I'm, I, I think, I, I think I saw Aaron the first time. Right. Yes. I think I saw Aaron the first time, but I don't. I don't have a very good re- recollection of the first time. I, I was a little bit tipsy when I went to see it. Um, and <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to see that. Honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask ask our audiences in Glasgow; oh. they'll agree with you. <laughs> uh, it's it's wonderful. I love your T-shirt, by the way. I'm also a big fan of jagged. So so great, love Lannis. Oh. And you know, Canadian, <laughs> yeah. Canadian woman in rock and roll. Of course, of course. Yeah, of course. Have to just I always have to add that whenever somebody mentions Alanis. No, I'm you like, do. she's Canadian. You do. <laughs> you know what? I didn't actually know she was Canadian. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't know that. Fun facts. The fun facts. That's amazing. Fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. There's so much to celebrate with this production of Bat. You know, it's the first UK tour. It's the first time this version of the show has toured anywhere actually for what your character goes through which we will get to in a minute and it's also the return of live theater after you know year year and a half of a shutdown what was it like getting the news that you know you were going the show was on oh my god it it didn't really feel real because it, it was postponed for so long we were kind of just not giving up but you know 
you want to move on with your life. You can't spend your whole life just kind of waiting it out. And because we didn't really actually get to do it, just for, for context, we ended up just being able to do a run mm-hmm. um, in, in a studio, you know, with no, no mics, no, we had the clicks and a little piano, but we never got to like hear the instruments. We never got to do all of those fun stuff, so wear the costumes or, well, we, we did like, you know, little fittings and stuff, but it's not the same as performing in them. And therefore, when it kind of stopped, mm. it was it was very abrupt because we all knew it was ending. So it was kind of a, they kind of called us, they were like, look, we're still going into rehearsals tomorrow, even though the tour's not going ahead. Uh, you don't have to come, but we'd like you to, because um, we'd like for you guys to run the show once, see it from beginning to end. Mm. And we ended up, most of us ended up going um, with, a, with a very sad <laughs> uh, kind of demeanor, just because we knew we knew it was ending. So kind of, getting that message that it was starting again uh, we, we, not, we, we hadn't given up but it, it dragged on for so long that we kind of stopped mm-hmm. waiting for it if that makes any sense we'd all started moving on which is why we you know a, a few people from the the previous company ended up moving on to different shows which I'm so happy for them you know it, it's I'm so glad that they got and you've got to do that you've got to do that because you never know we didn't know whether that was going to start now some shows have just restarted in London it could have been months and it's months out of work. You know, you need the money. It's, yeah. it's, you've got to juggle all of those things. But yeah, it was, it was just such a, such a <laughs> overwhelming feeling getting that news that finally we were getting back into rehearsals at the Dominion. Another full circle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Full circle moment. I know. Wow. I know. Oh, so cool. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And what was it like getting to step on stage as Tink at the Manchester Opera House for the very first time and hear all that loud applause from the audience? Goodness. I, you know what? I don't know if it was first preview. I think, I think the big one for me, I I think I really took the previews out of previews. I took Mm. the previews as really very much like a, especially because we were still very much workshopping the show. You know, you said, especially the journey that, goes through this was like based not a brand new track but some of it was some of it was it was like creating a new show and that was really magical but that therefore because I hadn't tried it any of it in front of an audience it was very much like what works what doesn't we've got three goes at it before we can actually you know do press night and so I think that that feeling that I should have had on on the previews I ended up having on press night and I think when I first stepped in, first of all, I had a lot of people in watching. I was very, very lucky. Um, so that, that, you know, the nerves were there. Uh, the adrenaline was high. Um, and that, that first, like, revved up drums was mm. just, you know, I, I could feel it literally in my chest. Uh, and, and then I think I, it didn't really hit me properly until the bows, mm. where I kind of stood and, and the, the, the audience was going absolutely bat shit crazy um (laughs) um no it was it was really a wonderful feeling I I, it's it's rare when you get those moments where you get actually emotional for yourself on stage Mm -hmm. you know doing it with a character is different but obviously when you step in for the bows it's not the character that's out there it's just not so um yeah I think I think it took that moment for me to realize and then Rob Rob Fowler ended up you know doing a little Mm -hmm. message oh Manchester uh, thank you so much you've been amazing um, we've been waiting for so long and I think when, when when he kind of said it out loud it really clicked 
inside mm-hmm. me, I just kind of, I went, oh man, he's right. <laughs> we have been waiting and we fought so yeah. hard to be back here and it was magical. Absolutely magical. Beautiful. Nice. <laughs> I just have goosebumps. It yeah. Just, you Honestly. Know, it's, yeah, I mean, as fans of the show, you know, it's obviously very different, but I know we were, we were waiting for you guys. We were like crossed all our fingers. It is no different. To be able to come back and uh, be able Just to see it. it is no different I'm just as much of a fan <laughs> and I absolutely get you that feeling we were feeling it on stage and that's that's genuinely something that we were sharing with the audience and you could feel that and that's 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 why it was so special 100 percent all right so we mentioned briefly that this is a revised version of the show uh, but the biggest change is Tink's journey within it. Uh, we had some friends see it. And of course, yeah. we were like, we need a list of every single detail. Um, <laughs> do we do we put a spoiler alert? Yes, the... let's do a little spoiler <laughs> alert here because uh, we're going to talk a bit about it. So yeah, we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I mean, if you want the spoilers, keep listening. If you don't, maybe like Stop forward. Me. Maybe like Absolutely. fast forward a couple minutes. all right so if someone hadn't seen the show before they wouldn't know tink's original journey uh so we figure it's okay to talk with you about this piece so was tink surviving at the end of the show something that was in the final version of the script that you were originally given or was it something that changed over time oh my god when i tell you it was one of the last changes they made we were we were in rehearsals at the Dominion, um, and obviously we've got this uh, a wonderful, wonderful uh, American director. We had um, two associate directors and one director. Um, one of our associate director, like, you know, directing on Zoom from Brooklyn, um, Benita, who I hope is listening. Love Benita. Um, and Jay, who only came in for the last, you know, couple of days of rehearsals. Uh, and they'd all kind of been telling us the whole time, you know, oh, when Jay gets here, everything's going to change. He's going to, he's going to just revamp the whole show. <laughs> he, he's always saying, you know, change is good. And he's going to, he's going to change everything. And we were all kind of like, okay, you know, he'll be like, no, you're not standing here. You can stand over there. Or like, we were imagining that kind of stuff. And he came in on the day where we blocked mm-hmm. Tink's um, death scene you know, where he uh, uh, originally used to get shot accidentally. And when I say we just blocked it, um, we finished blocking the scene and Jay walked in. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much Jay walked in. And the very first thing he revamped in the show um, was, well, guys, you know, he, he watched the death scene and he was like, you know, guys, we're, we're going to try something a little bit different here. Um, we want to we want to see something. So, you know, in the original script, um, Tink does end up getting accidentally shot and we want to try something a little bit different. How about he doesn't die? Mm-hmm. And kind of all eyes kind of like looked at each other and we were all like, is he, is he kidding? <laughs> is he kidding? Because we blocked the whole show before the first time around and like, Tink, Tink. You know, I've seen the show. I know how it goes. And like, I kind of raised my hand and I was like, what do you mean? Like, this is, it's kind of an important, like, plot yeah. point. It, it, yeah. it's, I don't know. I, I was like, what? So how do the lost all, like, reconnect? What makes it so that, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just didn't see it, you know, I mean, at all. And <laughs> Jay, Jay kind of, like, didn't really talk to us through it, actually. He more, it was more like he showed us, mm. which was actually really helpful because I think none of us saw it at first. We were all like, 
I was a bit like, man, I wanted my death scene, you know. I, I, <laughs> I like, I like a bit of drama. I like a bit of drama, and you know, I'd been, I'd been planning it all ahead in my head uh, for for a year and a half now. Uh, <laughs> I had that death scene nailed down, and you know, it, it's also a change because Tink used to get shot in the stomach. Um, he now gets spoiler again. He now gets you know beaten, um, almost almost to death, but not um. And that's quite a different journey, actually. And you know, between getting shot accidentally um, and someone beating you um, on on purpose, even if it might be you know acting out out of sheer you know ag- aggression or or just a, a, a moment of madness, which is very much what Falco goes through, in my opinion. Obviously, Rob mm-hmm. might fully disagree, which I'm sure he does. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, it, I mean, it took it took a moment for us to to kind of get our brains around it and I think it ended up being this wonderful experience because it felt like I was creating a bit of the show which yes. was so beautiful and I've I've always wanted to do like you know a new piece of theatre which which I, I have you know I ended up doing um, Stranger Things which was my first job out of drama school which was very much it never been on stage before so same it was a lot of um it was a lot of immersive, a lot of improv, a lot of things like that. So it felt very fresh, very new. And I really missed that feeling from being mm-hmm. at the theater. And because that was a track that a few people have played before, um, I wanted to, you know, respect it. Uh, and, but it was so nice to put my own touches to it. It felt like creating part of the, of the character. And I just, I just loved that. I really loved that. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I remember um, we had seen the version right before this one so the one in new york city and we were speaking with bonita and they were like what do you think and we were like um that ghost bike moment at the end where tink comes back in anything for love has to stay we were like this is like my favorite part of the show now and then the next night it was gone and we were like oh no (laughs) so when we heard that tink is now like (laughs) in anything for love he survives our hearts just like soared it was yeah it's amazing oh it's yeah you know i always wanted that it's special it's special and you know what they still had that i I don't know if they still have it now but during the whole rehearsal process they still had the bike around um i see i've seen the ghost bike because i i didn't see it on stage um uh, pretty much all we had it, it was a really weird feeling because during the previous you know I was trying basically what Jay told me in a much nicer way um, in case Jay's listening I'm so sorry Jay um, <laughs> um, no but uh, in, in the nicest way it was pretty much like I've got three goes at it um, which is the three previews and if it works it works if it doesn't right Tink's dying again do you know what I mean like pretty much <laughs> literally <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was really <laughs> literally ride or die pretty much for that um, which which I absolutely get you know if it works it works if it doesn't work it doesn't work and I'm, I'm so glad it ended up working even though we had actually quite a few fans of the show not being happy about it and we find out found our own right. justification of it which was really lovely which most of the fans end up um, agreeing on which is really beautiful but then I was in the wings you know trying to make this scene where Tink survives work and I had Mm. you know in the wings just like that that ghost bike Mm. next to me (laughs) and right behind it the the old um, Tink tombstone and it felt very much like a threat you know (laughs) (laughs) just like impending doom just staring down at me but um, (laughs) no uh, it it was it, it, it was a bit of a stressful first three shows but actually 
I don't know if you guys heard that the justification that we ended up um, c coming to terms with, but basically, um, obviously, we lost Jim Steinman uh, in the in the past mm -hmm. over just over a year ago now, I think. Is that is that correct? Almost, yeah, yeah. Around six months. Yeah. All oh, right. Um, oh yes, yes. We we celebrated the six months. I thought it was the year anniversary. Yes, absolutely. Um, and um, Jay was telling us how in his mind Jim was always Tink, uh, and he'd he'd call up Jay on the phone and he'd be like, "Hey Raven, it's Tink." Literally, literally, just like. And some days, or some days, he'd feel like Raven. Some days, he'd feel like Strat. Some days, he'd feel like Tink. But he always kind of. Um, felt that he was he was tink in that show um, which is you know I'm, I'm heartbroken that i'll never get to you know share my thoughts about that with with him um I'd, i would have loved to have met him um but because because he passed away and and we were all obviously very very troubled by that we thought it was a really really nice way to keep him alive yeah. within the show you know him being being that incarnation of tink and him surviving um I think that was the, the right moment to do it. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's, <laughs> oh. it's after seven o'clock in the morning. No, no, I, got I, me. I absolutely get you. It's, <laughs> but no, I think <laughs> I'm the worst. Anyway, you know, it's really beautiful. And I think it's such a cool change to make. And, you know, the thing that I love about bad is kind of like any anything goes like you can throw in all these sorts of different things to it and it still works with what it is and I think it's great that it's changed and evolved and I love this change with Tink because it's something that's new and exciting and then it's also just I, I like it I like I think that at the end of the musical, everybody should be on stage together. Um, so I was always like, at least like bring Tink back, like for anything for love yeah. for a little bit. Like he could do it as a ghost, but now he gets to do it. Exactly. As <laughs> I think they used to have a backup plan of um, uh, of Tink coming in as a ghost. Um, Jay even mentioned something about, you know, uh, me having um, sort of, you know, how everyone gets like a different costume for Dead Ringer, for example. Right. Um, I think Ting doesn't get that. So we did have that conversation where he was like, look, if Tink were to re-die again, we'll still work him back into the show um, for, for the end of the for the end of the show. But we we'd want to, you know, maybe give you like a like a ghost costume, you know, something something a little bit a little bit different, which I thought was a, a really beautiful idea. I'm really happy with um, the version we ended up settling on uh, which mm -hmm. changed like pretty much every day um, <laughs> yeah. during during previews you know um i remember jay i think i think it was preview two uh, so preview two was off the very first day because we did two previews in one day um and jay kind of came up to me during the interval of the second show and he was like okay so this is what i want you to do tonight and i was like what <laughs> excuse me and he was like yeah so um can you can you can you uh talk to costume and makeup can they make you a blood bag and this and make you a little scar and i was like oh my god um okay <clears throat> okay yeah fine fine okay <laughs> and uh yeah it, or like uh, have some glitter or whatever and and they ended up to you know just kind of working all these different things into the show uh and it, it ended up kind of not being my call because jay would would say when he wasn't happy with something, but he was always happy for me trying basically anything, yeah. which was so amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's what I was missing from that show. Um, if there was anything I was missing.
you know, from that process. Yeah. And I, I, I got to, I got it by the end. So, you know, I just wish we, we could have had a few more tries to, you know, maybe workshop it, like refine a few things and stuff like that. But you always, you always want that. Totally. Don't yeah. You? yeah. You know, our friends saw it. I think, did they see the first preview, Chrissy? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they were there the first few shows. And I think the first text we got after the first show was tanks alive and we were like what <laughs> uh, yeah that was my face when i found out yeah. <laughs> and then just like silence as they took the train home and we were like yeah and we were what? like <laughs> come back we need to know how dare you be silent now no, exactly. <laughs> you can't just drop a bomb like that and leave exactly no absolutely you can't Absolutely, you can't. <laughs> but you know, the show has such memorable dialogue and lyrics. Uh, is there a line or lyric in the show that really stands out to you? You know what? There is, um, and it's 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 probably the weirdest moment in the show, and I don't think anyone agrees with me. So, some some scenes end up, you know, feeling a little bit cornier, uh, um, and it's mostly some of the some of the strat dialogue because he is that dreamer poetic um which which glenn and, and sam do such a wonderful job with like some of these lines are so hard to resonate with because either they don't make sense straight away to you or you've got to literally just like make them work and it, it's either an energy thing or a meaning thing um or a, a little bit of a mix of both uh, and I tend to think that Sam and uh, Glenn actually approach it from a very different angle, nice. in my opinion, which obviously mm. everyone will have a different opinion on. And I think my favorite, favorite bit is um, after we've put Strat's heart back inside his chest mm. and he's up on the billboard and he sees Raven uh, and he goes, um, lost boys stop the streets mm. uh, with those jungle markings on their chest, motorcycles reproduced. That whole speech to me is just it's so Jim Steinman yeah. it's so Jim Steinman and like you can almost hear Meatloaf saying it in like yeah. the, that little raspy little voice and <laughs> and just I it's when he it's when they're they're at the front of the stage and he's like because I've been sweating gasoline mm. and all of that stuff yeah. and the whole fire metaphor of the match I just think all of that thing is such like a it makes no sense but in the but it does yeah Oh yeah. <laughs> There's no other way to explain it. It makes no sense because it doesn't. It doesn't, but it does. You understand totally. it. Even yeah. even though you can't actually translate the words, yeah. you still get it. Yeah. And that I think that's just wonderful. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, I love that too. Really yeah, me great. too. I love that scene. There's like a series in that act two moment where it's like that scene and it goes through like that little clump of like tunes. And I'm like, it is just great line, oh, yes. great line, great song, great line, great line, great song. I was like, yeah, but no, that <laughs> is just, and I love the staging for that too. I'm glad you yeah. mentioned it because I love those little moments where they slide in those spoken word bits. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's beautiful. And it's it's that thing of like, um, you, you've got the wit of Strat and the wit of Raven and sometimes they're clashing, sometimes they're matching. and mm at first you really see that clash you know on a hot summer night would you offer your throat to mm. the wolf with the red roses i said why me yeah 
you know what I mean? Like that kind of, and then, you know, it kind of weaves in and she like plays along, he plays along and they kind of meet each other in the middle. And I think that's a really beautiful moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Totally agree. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is there a venue on the tour that you're most excited to visit or one that you've already done so far? You know what? Manchester was really a bucket list for me. Um, it, it, I just, I knew about that theatre. I'd never been to Manchester um, or Glasgow, to be fair. Um, but I just, I knew about that theatre. Mm. I'd heard about it um, and I, I knew that a few shows, I knew Bat used to be in it. That's one of the reasons I really wanted to, to perform there. And I knew it was our opening venue and we were staying there for a month. And it mm. ended up just feeling like our theatre because mm, yeah. we were there for, for so long for a tour it's mm-hmm. it's quite unusual on our tour anyway to, to be there for a month totally and yeah leaving leaving that theater was a bit I, I miss it it was my favorite it's been my favorite so far we've only done three venues but um to be completely honest that that would have been my first one. Second one would be um the new Wimbledon theater uh, oh right in, in Wimbledon yeah, because uh, that's London. That's where I live, and I get to go home in the evening. And that's beautiful, <gasps> amazing, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, which it's such a luxury on tour. And actually, you know what? Probably America. I wish. I wish we were still. Yeah. We yeah. were still having dates in America, which yeah, we might. We might. Yeah. But um, I'm. I'm. I'm not the person who knows about that stuff, unfortunately. So. Well, we'll put it out into the universe for you. You know, yeah. come to America. It's just a nice little yeah. hopover for us. It's, so, yeah. yeah, everyone message Julian Stoneman. No, I'm joking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for totally selfish reasons, please come to America. Yes. <laughs> With that, honestly, you never know what'll happen. So fingers crossed. That's very true. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I was looking forward to um, Australia, which yes. would have been, you mm. know. Yeah. Now, well, it would have been way before that, technically, in the yeah, first yeah. contract. But it's it's crazy to think that actually, had we gone on tour the first time, we we be done. Yeah. By now. Oh wow! You're you right. know, the tour would be over. Yeah. And uh, we still got most of it to go until 2023. Now. Yeah. So, um, you know, hopefully, I still look 14 by the time <laughs> we <laughs> we hit. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> Well, you know, no, but it's true because I'm looking at pictures from when I, back when I got the job and, you know, I had right. short hair and I, you know, stupid things like couldn't grow facial hair and uh, <laughs> it's, it's like little things like that. But, you know, I, I am I am growing and like I end up, I'm actually one of the tallest people in the cast, for example. So it's a, it's a lot of crouching, a lot of sliding <laughs> around, a lot of slouching over like this. Um, back pain but, you know as, as long as you look right yeah yes, a little bit of back pain. pain actually knee pain ooh, knee ooh, pain yeah. that's sliding around yeah you just need a chiropractor to come on tour with you yeah yes. yeah we've got we've got a, a lovely physio uh, not on all venues but we've got a lovely physio that follows us Amazing. to most, oh, most venues lovely. yeah i've gotten through a couple pairs of knee pads already oh. <laughs> so you know Ouch. i put them through their paces <laughs> and if you could play any other character in the show and there's so many great ones it must be hard to choose uh who would you choose yeah. uh, it's gotta it's gotta be strat mm, totally um, it's gotta be strat in a couple of years uh you know um and and the first the first 
call I got um, for the first audition I got was for Strap. Oh, um, wow. It wasn't it wasn't for Tink, cool. and I kind of came in, um, sung. Uh, what, what did I sing for them? A song, "Show Must Go On." Mm. Oh, nice. Um, and and they liked it, and they ended up seeing me singing "Revved and Bat." Uh, you know, for, which first round is crazy. Yeah, yeah. They were like, "Here's a here's a cut version of Battle of Hell," and it still lasted like three and a half minutes or something <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> uh, luckily, you know, they they didn't make you sing the the whole thing. Bless them. Uh, Mike Mike Reed was there. He was already playing, and and he's just so passionate about all of this. And pretty much straight away, when they heard me sing Bat and Rev, they were like, "He can sing it, but this isn't this isn't who mm. he's meant to play right now." Right, right. Um, and and. I absolutely agree with them. I, I, but they kind of they knew. It's like they knew straight away because I I barely stepped out of the door and um, kind of Mike Reed kind of ran out uh, and he grabbed me by the shoulder and he was like, "Sorry, can you come back in for a second? And they were like, "So do you, do you know any of the do you know the character Tink?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, uh, I've seen the show." He was like, "Do you know any of the songs or any of that?" I was like, I'll "Probably give it a go." He was like, "Cool. Well, can you come back in ten minutes? Um, we'd like to, you know." hey you do some of the ting stuff and i was like oh thank god this isn't over oh um and and they ended up calling me straight back in but then that means you know strat strat's always got a little a little special place in my heart um but had i had i gotten strat back then i would that would have made me the youngest strat yeah mm, yeah um, um and i just don't think that's what that character needed and also it was never not going to be glenn it was never not going to be Glenn. He is absolutely unequivocally strapped. Mm. St- like he just steps on that stage and you just see it and no one else was ever going to, you know, oh, well, some obviously, but they're, they have such different straps, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Glenn, Glenn's got that, that uh, energy that a kind of Andrew had right. as well, mm. which, which is how I, I kind of see it. You know, it's, mm. a, it's an energy thing. Um, and I just think oh, they, they couldn't have picked a, a, a better person. So yeah, it's got, it's got to be straight. Actually, I've got a second answer for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I first saw the show, I didn't think I was a strat. So um, I wanted to be Blake. <gasps> right. That was who I wanted to be because he had my favorite line in Frying Pan and he had my favorite verse in, um, in Objects. Don't you have yeah. that line now? Doesn't Tink do it now? I do have that Yay! line now. I do <laughs> have that line it. now. Thanks <laughs> for noticing. When when I read the the thing, I was like, oh man, I'm not gonna have that line. Oh well, you know, it's fine. And actually, I, they were like, okay, so Tink, you're gonna sing this. I was like, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And then you know, obviously, they ended up um re- not replacing, but they ended up um, giving Valkyrie uh, the verse, the middle verse, which is my fa- used to be my favorite verse. I've sung that verse for auditions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's beautifully written, beautifully mm-hmm. written, yes. absolutely heart wrenching. And uh, our our very own Kelly does an amazing rendition of it. It's not an easy key change in the middle of the thing. So no. you know. yeah. Well done. <laughs> oh, I love that. Like this journey has really pulled right through for you. That's amazing. Yeah. This wow. very cool I've been circle. so lucky. <laughs> I've been incredible. so lucky. That is amazing. <laughs> well, alrighty. Bat fans are some of the best and craziest ride or die supporters in the whole world. What has it been like getting to perform in a show with so many dedicated fans? It's very overwhelming at first, mm-hmm. um, but actually it ends up 
it ends up being very comforting because you see familiar faces yeah. in the audience. And um, you know what? Let me let me just I can get an example from literally yesterday evening's show. Go for it. Um, we had we had a few bat fans in um, that have been you know coming to see us since Manchester. They follow us every venue and stuff, and it's 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 a really really beautiful and it's so supportive. And yesterday was really difficult because we had a very um, rowdy audience. I guess mm. um, we had we had two people that had to be escorted out during the beginning of the second act, mm. um, and one of them was in the middle of my song. Uh, so it was really. It, it really threw me off that just people were just chatting and stuff and someone mm-hmm. ended up being oh shut up yeah and everyone cheered because they were like yeah shut up <laughs> um and then that person was escorted out and they cheered again but um it, that was that was really difficult to you know keep keep that focus yeah uh, and actually just kind of I could I could see those familiar faces in the in the room and it's like it's like seeing your friends almost you know what I mean you see you see your friends in the audience and they want what's best for you and they they really look at you the way the way you want to be looked at when you're performing which is just like kind supportive and just that's just such a good audience there's nothing quite like it nothing quite like it yeah yeah feels like home <laughs> when you're sitting in the audience at that because you really do see so many people that you've gotten to know over the years of going to this show. So yeah, it's yeah. really cool. I know. I know. Tell me about it. I still can't believe I do scenes with Rob Fowler. Right. Right. So, <laughs> you know? <clears throat> yeah. That's there you go. Cool. Another full circle <laughs> moment. I love this. You want to be you when I grow up, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he knows that. He knows that. <laughs> yeah. He's so lovely. He's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, he is. It's it's amazing working with him. He's a wonderful, wonderful actor to mm. you know get to play around with, and like every every scene with him is different every day. Yeah. So he's he's so open to trying new things, and I just think you you need that, especially for such a long contract. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah, definitely. And why should people come and see Bat Out of Hell? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, People should absolutely come and see Bat Out of Hell because you, there isn't another show where you're going to feel that kind of energy. Yeah, you know, um, we we're gonna we're gonna take you through all the emotions that we can possibly take you through. You're gonna be sad. You're gonna be ecstatic, and you're gonna feel like you're watching a two-hour, forty-five minute music videos from from the seventies, eighties. Yes. Um, and it's just, it's just gonna, you know, it's gonna go through you. It's, it's loud and it's, it's so, so big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so big. Yeah. You, you just simply won't find another show that will have that specific energy and feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just won't. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So true. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I always say after the year that we've all been through, you know, why wouldn't you want to go sit in the audience and have just straight tunes blasted at you for almost three hours? I know. Like, yeah, sign me up. I know. I'm currently, I'm currently like talking to uh, ev- all the company managers and all of that because I'm upset everyone gets to show watch apart from me. So. <laughs> you're like no not everyone but you know a lot a lot of them get to like go in the audience because they they're covering parts which is why people usually get show watches um apart from 
pretty much you know the, the leads and supporting mm. leads so um it's a bit I, i'm like you know i want to watch it yeah, yeah. i want to watch it i'm like Please. i want to watch my, my my beautiful covers um do their amazing jobs which oh, yeah. oh, i mean my beautiful covers are absolutely not um they're the, the people i share the part of tink with uh they're they're both so different and amazing um mm. i'm talking uh, obviously about rory Maguire and james lowry mm. who are both plating so differently uh, i finally got to hear rory sing not allowed to love um, mm. the other day which was just beautiful and a little little voice inside me was like oh, you should steal that from him <laughs> but with the way he does this it's great <laughs> but i won't because you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, we know you're fantastic. We've we've heard Ray all reviews. heard from everyone. So, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I can't wait for you guys to come see the show. I know. We will hopefully soon. Yeah, you know, once we're allowed to travel legally, that would probably clear things up a bit. But you know, um, yeah, yeah, of course. We were actually our entire plan was uh, we wanted to go. I've never been to London. Chrissy has, and so it's like I wanted to go to London for a bit. So we were like, hey, we'll just go to London, and then we'll find a venue that's closest and time it, and we'll go see them. And then, well, COVID, but it's <laughs> it still might happen. It still might happen. You know, I've got my passport oh, ready. Crossed. We're double jabbed. We're ready. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, the second. I hope I hope you guys make it. Yeah, I hope, you guys I make hope it. so too. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have just a really quick little game for you, and it's let's do it. Finish the lyrics, which, as a fan yourself and being in the show, I am so sure you got this. So yeah, you're gonna ace it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Nothing to sweat. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. The first one is, baby, you're the only thing in this whole world that's. Pure and good and right. Got it. All right. <laughs> the Harley howled in pain. The guitar howled in heat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was way too loud. <laughs> in the cafe. I love it. <laughs> I see you sitting on the steps outside and you were looking so restless and reckless and lost. Yes. <gasps> oh. That's one of my favorite lyrics. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> me That's too. Where we put it. <laughs> um, By the way, I also know that whole beginning speech. Yes. Well, yes. I, I, I just watching Martha doing it every night. You just kind of learn it after a while. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see it with Raven. I'm excited. It works. It works. Yeah. It works. Yeah, it's good. I'm tangenting. I, like I might be a bit biased, but it works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I believe it. I, I got distracted. I'm sorry. <clears throat> You've been nothing but an angel every day of your life. Encore song. Encore. I don't know. You know what? I don't actually know that one. Because I only sing the backing vocals for good <laughs> totally. girls, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm too busy like messing around with everyone at the back of the stage Love whilst they're singing, and I'm just, <laughs> just singing my oohs and ahs. No, good girls is like the one that I I know the least as well. So mm. that's why we what threw it in. Though? We figured we'd throw it in. It's a little, just a little challenge. <laughs> that was a hard one. That was a hard one. Wait, you you got to tell me the rest of the line now. 
Well, it's you've been nothing but an angel every day of your life, and now you wonder what it's like to be down. It's like to be back. Oh, yeah. oh my God. There ain't no Coupe de Ville. Hiding at the bottom of a Cracker Jack box. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The beating of my heart is a drum. And it's lost and it's looking for a rhythm like you. Yeah. (laughs) And the melody is gonna make me fly. Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs as well. I really should know that. Mm, So good. So good. (laughs) I'm out here giving a a, a male rendition of Heaven Can Wait literally every night alongside Martha. Record it. Yes. Martha come up to me and be like, did you hear it? Do you know if it sounded all right? And I'm like, I, 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 I don't know. I sounded all right. Yeah. <laughs> I was too busy duetting you. Um. Yeah. I was like, didn't you hear me? <laughs> and she taught me everything I'll ever know. About the mystery and the muscle of love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. beautiful. That's so such good. a good line. Yeah. That's exactly what you need on that last verse as well. You know, mm. that little bit of humor because it's a heavy song yeah Yeah. really heavy song definitely i see the shooting stars taking your eyes no that's not the one that's a different lyric something about hands i don't know i don't know (laughs) you got it john is that making love no no hot summer night see the shooting oh and i see the shooting stars Falling through your trembling hands. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. And the last one we have Demon or Angel? It doesn't matter all that much. Got it. <laughs> to be fair, I listen to that every night. So, you know. Yeah. I have to. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's it. <laughs> you did it. You won. <laughs> and I, I only got one. Where I really couldn't tell. And to be fair, that was me. I threw it in to be mean because I knew it was the encore song. No, but you know what? You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad I got tested a little bit there. (laughs) I'm glad I got tested a little bit. Everyone, everyone makes fun of me in the wings because they're like, "Killian, do you ever stop singing?" Because I'm always out here like singing the Falco bit, singing Raven songs, singing Strat songs, like. Someone came up to me and was like, Killian, I think I heard you singing the Strat stuff more than Glenn at this point. I was like, sorry. Oops. <laughs> and to wrap up for today, finish this sentence. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> love it. And I get to sing that now. Yay! Yes! You do. <laughs> Yeah, we always kind of leave it open as like a double header. So you can either just finish the lyric or, you know, you can say what you wouldn't do for love, which has got us a variety of different answers, actually. But like the same answer. The same answer. Laundry is a really common one. Yeah. Washing up. (laughs) I think everyone has said the washing up. The washing up. No way. Okay, everyone. And I did, I forgot to ask before, but washing up, is that like just, cleaning or like is it like dishes or I think washing up would be the dishes okay. yeah okay. I kind of have to agree with us actually you know what mine would be ironing mm. okay yeah. yeah absolutely not 
I won't do the ironing. Won't do the ironing. <laughs> I just won't. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because it just reminded me that um, when we were in our hotel room in New York City, I was ironing. <gasps> yes, she's getting ready to go. <laughs> she was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm ironing. It's helping me calm down. She was ironing her dress. And <laughs> Chrissy Keeps takes longer sane. to get ready than I do because I'm just oh thank you <laughs> no it's because no, it's kidding. because you're better at like makeup and hair and stuff than me I just kind of oh, just go you. and you're like um so I was literally lying in the bed like on my phone like just hanging out and she's ironing and getting her hair ready and I was like we still have like hours <laughs> where are you oh, going <laughs> to see I get that though I get yeah. that. I, I do that when I'm really anticipating a show. I'll be like that before I see Mona Rouge, which I'm seeing oh. on New Year's Eve. Oh, amazing. That's the best time New to New Year's go. Eve. Oh. My amazing girlfriend got me tickets amazing. for my birthday. Amazing. So. That's so exciting. And happy belated yeah, birthday. Yeah, happy belated. Passed. Oh, thank you. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you guys for the, the biscuits. Oh, of course. Well. We're so glad they I arrived. I had one yesterday. Yeah. It said it said I would do anything for love, and it was delicious. Okay, good. Because oh, obviously great. we don't know what they taste like, but we knew they looked cute. So we were like, <laughs> oh, lovely, amazing. amazing. So, since you mentioned it, we'll have to give a shout out to uh, Cookies by Mel is the business, and she's actually based in Glasgow. I think she's just down the road from your theater. So oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing! She did an amazing job. Oh, wonderful! And they they you. looked amazing. Those designs were fantastic. Right, right. I don't know if you guys saw some pictures of them. Yeah, she wow. sent us some because we were like, we so want to cool. see. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Well, we're glad the you Strat enjoyed. The Strat t-shirt was... Right, right. <laughs> I was so impressed by the Beautiful. car. I was like, it looks like like the dimensions she got on that. I was like... I wanted one of them, but by the car. time I got to the cookies, they were all gone. <laughs> oh. <No. laughs> I blame Rob Fowler. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on what is the last day of the me. tour in 2021, which is super crazy and <sighs> sad, but exciting. <laughs> yeah. But you have two fun ones and then you get to relax a bit and then you get to come back and do it yes. again next year. Exactly. Yeah. Birmingham, which is going to be an exciting venue mm. and then London. So, you know, it's going to be very, very exciting. Oh, that's awesome. January. Yeah. Amazing. For us. What a great way Very to kick off journey. the new year. Yeah. Super cool. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, we always get like a little press night at first, which is, right. you know, the bigger the venue, the bigger the press night. So Ooh, it's going to be cool. exciting. You don't get that it's for like a sit down show. You just have the one, right? So Multiple yeah, press yeah, night. you party. do. Party. <laughs> Lots do. of parties. I'm excited about the London one. Yeah. Very excited about the London one. I think That'll there'll be, be some so fun. cool things to, to see and talk about. Oh, amazing. All right. Well, all the best. Have a great two shows today. Yes. Have Thank the most you so fun. much for having me, guys. <laughs> Thank you for Thank joining, you for joining us. us. <laughs> wow. That was so much fun. He's the sweetest ever. I love Tank. I feel like, we, yeah, I feel like we say that about all of our guests. And they all like, are. <laughs> they all are. I swear. We're not being like, <laughs> we're not being cutesy. <laughs> They're just the cutest, sweetest people. They are people. just super sweet and we had so much fun talking with Killian of course because not only is he in the show but he was a bat fan before he yes. was part so it was so cool to speak with somebody who has had such a full circle experience the way that he has yeah I mean I wasn't expecting to learn all about that it really has been such a full circle experience for him 
Yeah, and we are so thrilled for him and are sending all of our love to Killian and the rest of the touring cast who are having their final two shows of 2021 yeah. today in Glasgow. Uh, not to worry, though, the tour will still be continuing in 2022. I think he said it was in Birmingham is their first one back. So you'll be able to catch it on the road in the new year. And what a kicking way to start off 2022. Yeah. For tickets, you can go to batoutofhellthemusical.com. Telecharge. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> But we also just wanted to take the time to do a huge shout out to uh, Danny Whelan, Kelly Ganuck, Martha Kirby, Glenn Adamson, Rob Fowler, Sharon Sexton, and of course, Gillian Thomas Lefebvre for joining us Woo! and making this Bad Out of Hell the Musical mini interview series possible. You made our rock and roll dreams come through. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Aww. Yeah, they have been such brilliant guests to have, and we have had so much fun making October batty. <laughs> So through this entire interview series, Chrissy, we have asked our guests what they wouldn't do for love. And I think it's only fair if we answer the same question ourselves at the end of this series. Okay. So Chrissy, what wouldn't you do for love? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're gross. No, I just had the mental image of... Um... Many things. No. Oh God. No. You know. Um. You know, like those. <laughs> you know, like congealed chicken in a can. I wouldn't congealed. Congealed. Jesus, congealed. Congealed. <laughs> you know, like that type of chicken in the can where it's like almost jelly, like gelatin is in it. Um. And like I, I, it's like a fully cooked chicken in a can. I wouldn't eat that for love. What the hell kind of food do they have in Montreal? Oh my gosh. No, I think this is more like, I feel like it's more an American thing that I've seen on like TikTok and that where people buy it at like the dollar store type of place. And Okay, people, maybe meat from a dollar store isn't a great idea. Just floating it out there. It's like No, but the jelly and chicken. Oh. Well, congealed chicken congealed in a can. Congealed chicken in a can. Congealed. I am sorry. It's 7 a.m., friends, and we are having a great party here, but I can't talk. <laughs> congealed chicken in a can. I would not eat that for love. Mm. Yeah. That's a solid answer. It is, isn't it? I bet you didn't think that was coming. No. I didn't either. I thought you were going to say until something Until I saw it icky. in my head. That was the ickiest that Well, could... that was icky. I just meant, you know, the kind of icky as in you can't say it on the podcast. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> what wouldn't you do for love, Jocelyn? Well, you know, I've done a lot of thinking on the subject over the last month. Oh. Um, because, I mean, when you ask people all the time, you know, you kind of have to think about how you would answer it yourself. And... um. This is going to sound totally unlike me, but like, I like to think there isn't anything I wouldn't do for love. Like when I really think about it, like I have a cat, right? So every day I literally scoop her shit out of the litter box <laughs> and I do it because I love her. But, but no, for real, like I never, that isn't something I want to do. It isn't something that I'm like, mm, yay, going to go scoop some cat poop. 
but I do it because I love scouts. So I think, you know, when you love someone, you make little sacrifices for things like, you know, laundry and dishes and I don't know. I'd have to be like really in love with someone though. Maybe like, but all I can really think about is like spiders. So like, I think that might be my limit. I would do pretty much anything for love, but if it's a reasonably sized spider, you're killing it. Huh. I think that might be, yeah, I think that's my limit. Yeah. That's my limit as somebody who's petrified of spiders. Um, but yeah, I think my limit is spiders. So like, if it's like more than a meat, okay, if I can see the spider without my glasses on, then um then I think yeah, you would change your it. answer if you saw the chicken in a can. I'm trying not to think about it. But like if you're I'll send you a photo. If you're hungry enough, you'll eat anything. No, 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 friend. No. It's <gasps> it's really bad. I don't know like I un I can understand why it's a thing. Um no. No, I cannot. Actually, no. <laughs> I think it's worth noting we both have pets recovering from surgery right now, so neither <laughs> of us have slept. Um, but you know, like, when a drink has, like, condensation? Yeah, I love that. What is wrong with you, well, my you, friend? Well, you know, a cold drink on a warm summer day and you pick up the cup and it's got like condensation okay. on it. It's kind of nice and summery. Fair. You know, but, like, or, like imagine a chicken like that that's been sitting in it for like a year. Yeah, but like you're going to cook it, right? No, it's cooked already. Well, you're going to warm it up. You're not just going to like oh. stick a fork in it, are you? I don't know. I've never thought about it. Yeah, it's like when you get corn in the can and you open the can, yeah. out comes the chicken. Huh. Well, in I mean, all of its grossness. And it's kind of almost like disintegrating because it's been in there for so long. Well, it depends. Cool. Like, are you, st okay, it depends. Are you sticking a fork in it and like eating it straight out of the can? Or like, are you warming it up or like putting it with something else? Cause, I like think you should wash it first, no matter what. <laughs> I mean,. <laughs> I don't care how, if it's hot or cold, I think you should scrub that with some Dawn. Honestly, just put it in the microwave and nuke it. <laughs> just, just nuke it in the microwave and it'll be fine. To outer space. But anyways, those are the things we wouldn't do for love. Yeah, so to recap on what wouldn't be done for love... Our answers are either can't be said on the podcast, laundry, washing up, ironing, singing for crying out loud on a full stomach, which Martha, I'm with you. Lay Miz. Lay Miz. And um, congealed chicken in a can and spiders. So that, that's a pretty good list. I think that's a very that's, good list. I, I think meatloaf would agree i don't agree. think it's what meatloaf or jim had in mind but uh it's a solid list it's a solid list i think guys yeah. so if you're listening to the podcast and we would love to know what you wouldn't do for love so leave a comment on our instagram letting us know what you wouldn't do for love because we're nosy and mm. we want to know we, we want to know. know and we just want to thank all of the Bad Out of Hell fans for supporting us with our interviews this past month. It has meant so very much to us. And all of your messages about 
how much you're enjoying these and that you think we're great at interviewing people. It has meant so much to us. So thank you so, so, so very much. And we hope to have some more Bad Out of Hell themed episodes in the future. You know, those little messages mean the absolute world to us. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen and then also to, you know, send those our way. And, mm-hmm. you know, we when we wanted to do this series, we were like, we got to do it for the Bat fans um, because, you know, our, our second episode was Bat Out of Hell. Our first one was Geo. And we really credit, you know, the Bat community with helping us get our footing with our first few episodes. You've all really uplifted us and we think y'all are great. So Bat Fam, we love you. For crying out loud, you know we love you. <laughs> Damn it, I missed the opportunity. So I had to, to that, take it. But <laughs> as always, I'm Chris. And I'm Jocelyn. Together we are breaking, breaking the, the curtain. curtain. And uh, we are coming to you next month, November. When did that happen? Uh, And then December, as we wrap up our season two. So stay tuned. There's going to be lots of fun stuff. Of course, there's going to be some holiday stuff. Oh, yes. So, you know, never a dull moment around here. So stick around. And you never know who might show up. You never know who might show up. And you can find us and all of our special guests wherever you like to listen to podcasts. (laughs) Stay safe. Stay stagey. And have a happy and safe Halloween, everybody. Talk to you soon.